Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to babble on a lot of bullshit, a lot of fun, but uh, some of the things we'll talk about is what we're going to be doing later on this afternoon and paint jobs or if you're going to sell your bike, but a little more in depth about what to do and what not to do about the idea of I'm going to sell my bike. So we'll get into that. So stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary, quite incredible, quite unlike anything you may have experienced in your life. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. There he goes, finally off to work. You know, it's been six months since his accident. He just got his new bike, was going to take it for a spin around the block. Some idiot looking at his phone ran a stoplight and plowed right into him. Steve was hurt pretty bad. Thank goodness he was wearing a helmet. And thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. Heading out on the open road is the perfect way to spend a beautiful day. Located deep in the heart of the Ozarks, Pulaski County, Missouri doesn't disappoint with its breathtaking scenic views. Some of the pit stops you need to check out as you make your way through the countryside include tributes to veterans and active armed forces members at Fort Leonard Wood, the John B. Mahaffey Museum Complex, Memorial Grove, Freedom Rock, and many more. Historic sites like the 1903 Courthouse Museum, the Old Stagecoach Stop, and the Rubidoux Spring Cherokee Campsite. The Bow and Barrel Sportsman Center, featuring an indoor gun and archery range. The Uranus Entertainment Complex, a truly out-of-the-world experience full of quirky finds and home to the most delicious fudge along the Mother Road. And some popular food and drink stops, including Home Plate Grill, 28 Shots Bar and Grill, Sweetwater Barbecue, The Tap on Route 66, Hopper's Pub, The Burger Stand, Piney River Tap Room, Route 66 Taco and Wings, and Sweet Peas Barbecue. Find more great places and plan out your ride at visitpulaskicounty.org. 
Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. We're so glad that you can join us. With me, as always, is Randy Webtoad Lewis from Bikeworks in Urbana, yeah, Missouri, yeah. sipping on his crown. Yes, sir. Man, I was super excited to see this little plastic bottle sitting here instead of nothing a glass but player. the best for you. Man, you said it, Home <laughs> Slice. You said it. So, how's your week gone? Shit, good. I'm still upright, above dirt. Just barely. You're walking hunched over oh, like an shit, old man. Someone. Dude, I'm a new model with the miles. Wanting to know if I have any Tylenol or <laughs> since I've got a closet full of meds. Yeah. What do you got, baby? Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm scoured Craig's medicine cabinet yeah. for the pills. And like you, an old crack feed. you pull them out, you go, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So, have you had a good week? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Been busy? Yeah, it's it, the weather's turning here, so now you're starting to see the huge influx of everybody needing something yesterday. So. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Yeah, I see that. Join the club, homie. Baldy. Yep. Yeah. Mine's by choice. Yours is by nature. Hey, it is what it is. You know, I've got this theory and it's, it's freaking flawed like crazy. Okay. As they all are. So medieval times, all the kings and all the, the high up dudes had hair, right? Mm -hmm. So the guys that have hair now come from a soft bloodline, but all the battle worn, F around boys, like the guys that had to do all the dirt, they were the bald ones. They were the ones seeing the stress. They were the ones seeing the action. They were the ones getting scalped. That's why I'm bald. I come from a long line of losers. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) The guys with no hair are the dudes that did the dirt. (laughs) Yeah. Slave labor. That's what I equate it to. Yeah, exactly. You, you got that pinky ring and gold chalice and... The nice robe, and I'm wearing freaking scraps and shit patched together. Yeah, mine will grow back when I'm a mine too. Yeah, exactly. Mine won't because it's just genetics, right? Yeah, I don't mind being royalty for a little while. <laughs> yep. I'll shave my head to see what it's like for the little people. Yeah, yeah it's called equality, huh? Equality. <laughs> so I was thinking about the other day, or actually, you were telling me about, and which caused me to think about it. What? What? Bikes, uh, you know, riding season is coming up. Yeah. And of course, we've beat that dead horse many a times, what to do to get your bike ready. What if you want to sell your bike? Ah. I mean, you know, you've maybe you got a couple of bikes and you want to get rid of one of them. And it's been in the barn collecting dust. And, um, you know, whether it's mechanical, paint, cosmetic. Yeah. Some yeah. of the things that you might think about to get the maximum value out of your bike. Right on. Yeah, I see. Do you have any thoughts whatsoever of anything? Yeah, actually. So in my shop, I I mean, anything, just thoughts in general. Barely, barely. Yeah. Money. Okay. Money, 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 liquor, money, 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 money. money. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's funny you say that too, because I sell bikes on consignment at my shop and the hardest bikes to sell are typically the most customized. It seems crazy. You know, what do we do as bikers? We modify, we customize, we do the shit that we like to do, right? So people don't like the turnkey stuff. No, they, let me, let me back up and say this in a different realm because let me, let me dumb it down for you, dirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want no, to yeah. hug them and squeeze them and make them my very own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freaking Rain Man over here. Uh-huh. Now, uh, I guess the, the more prominent thing that I see it with is paint. You know, a lot of guys like, oh, you know, I love flashy. I love this or I love that. 
Well, when you modify the paint and customize the paint and do something all yours, you're thinking about what you love and what you like, right? Well, if, oh, you're, sure. the, if you're the guy that loves dildos painted and unicorns painted all over your bike, that may not be what the next guy wants. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And paint anymore is freaking costly. So say you love the motorcycle, love the stance, but hate the paint. A lot of guys won't buy it because it's going to take a lot just to even buy the bike for most people. Is this leading up to your new paint booth? You know, <laughs> yeah. the driveway and a rattle can? Yeah, I could do that for you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, give me a six-packer and pay for the paint. You got it, you know? But I see a lot of guys doing all these ornate, flashy, Art Deco-style paint schemes and paint jobs on their newer motorcycle, and they don't sell for shit because of that reason. Because the next guy may not like what you've done, may not like your style, or may not like your choice of paint colors. So in hindsight, yeah, it might be the baddest bike to you, but to the next guy, it's a duck solely because of your choices. That really is a tough uh, quandary to to cross when you're thinking about customizing a bike. Do you want to say, screw the world, I'm never going to sell this, and I want to customize it just for me? Or do you do the middle of the road somewhere, I want to customize it for me, and yet still be applicable to the general public? Right. For resale purposes. Right. So every time I do stuff, I always think about resale. Right. Because like in your case, you don't want to paint dildos on your, even though that's what you like, you don't (laughs) want to paint that on your fenders and everything like that. Just to, you know, because somebody's going to want to buy it someday. Right. If I have the notion that I'm going to sell this, I'm going to go, the key word for me is timeless. I'm going to go with something that's timeless and kind of classy as far as what we're going to paint the bike or what we're going to do to it. So that the next guy has a base and has something that's unique, but not so just radical that the next guy is going to be like, oof, you know, I dig the bike, but that paint, it's got to go. And when you talk about, like, I've got a V-Rod in my shop that cost me $4,000 to paint. Most guys aren't going to want to buy a bike that's worth anything, you know, average of a $10,000 bike and then put $4,000 into changing the paint that the paint might be perfect on it. The paint might be terrifically done, but it's just doesn't hit for the next guy. Case in point, it's been years ago. I did a, a chopper ish. It was a bad attitude is what it was. Um, it was a production bike and it had an amazing paint job on it, but it was vampires. It was a half naked, sexy chick with fangs on the rear fender. Like, there was, it was a very, very good high-end, high-quality paint job, but it's because it was so weird and kooky for the guy that ended up buying the bike that we cut it all down, and it, it got painted a candy root beer color. So that, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you know, yes, it's a very high-quality paint job, but... But it wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for him, yeah, and he ended up spending the money to change it just so that that god-awful, weird paint scheme wasn't on his bike. Yeah. And it changed the whole attitude of the motorcycle, truthfully. Like, it was black with a bunch of this goth stuff on it, which at the time was cool to somebody, but for him, it wasn't. He thought about selling the motorcycle. Couldn't sell it with that paint scheme on it, so he's like, all right, screw it. You know, I'm going to change it and do what I want to do to it. We changed it all, changed the wheels, put a Springer on it, and then went to this paint scheme, and it sold instantly. I mean, guy absolutely loved it. Funny thing about that is, though, is the guy that ended up buying it owns a paint and body shop, a custom paint and body shop, 
and ended up changing the color again to a candy apple red. So it kind of just goes to show like everybody's different. So think about that when you're customizing your bike. If you have an idea that you are going to sell it, think timeless, think classic, think something that is unique yet sellable. Like it's crazy to think that the difference between black, white, and red, the price difference that you get just for those three paint choices. You could paint one all red, fire engine red, or a pearl, or whatever, or black, or white, and you've changed your market as far as who's going to want that bike. You know, I know a lot of guys that will not buy a white bike because it looks like a cop. And I know everybody wants a black bike, but I know guys that don't want black because of how hard it is to keep clean and looking deep and rich. Yeah, it is. You know, I know guys that don't want a red bike because for Ronald McDonald, for whatever reason, you know, like they just don't like those paint choices. So every time you change the paint color, it changes the marketability and it it either shrinks the market down or it will expand the market to more people that want it. Yeah. And that even goes with not just paint, like aftermarket accessories. Like I just sold my 13 street glide that for me was perfect. It had 16 inch KST custom bars on it. The guy that bought it wants to go to like a 12 or a 14 bars. I see is, is a big thing. The wheels and eh, unless they're just ugly wheels, they don't really change how much it sells for or who buys it. Most people think, because that's got, simple to change. Yeah, as long as it's got wheels and tires that hold air, whatever. But the bars, you know, I'm 6'3", and the guy that bought it is 6'1"-ish. But, you know, the guy that might like this bike might be, you know, 5'8", five, 5'10". Five, so when you put a tall set of bars on it, now you've cut down the market of who can even buy the motorcycle. If a guy sees it and says, shit, I can't even ride this motorcycle, why would I buy it? You know, just for our audience edification... You're 6'3", only when you wear your pumps. Shut the front door, honey. <laughs> Shut the front door. I saw a then guy. Then that re- means I'm only 230 pounds when I wear my skinny jeans. That's right. <laughs> Which I don't have, <laughs> by the way. Well, admitting it is the first part of being the yeah, getting yeah, healed. Yeah, my 12-step program here. I saw a guy riding a bike down uh, 65 the other day that had ape hangers so high that his arms were just completely maxed out. Maxed out. He couldn't yeah. reach any higher. And I thought to myself, how in the hell is he going to stay control of that bike? Dude, there's a fine line. There's Which also, you know, you get used to about anything. Plus, you couldn't go to Sturgis with those. You'd yeah, have to unloosen yeah. them and lower them. Yeah, you'll get your shit, you know, ran through out, out there. Yeah, they'll I, run which you is, up. It's dumb, but whatever. Yeah, that, that brings me to a guy that I remember seeing back when I was younger out of Kansas City. He had his ass on the seat. He was literally stretched out as far far as he could possibly reach to reach these ape hangers that he had and then he took it one step further a couple years after that and he had nine foot of exhaust piping on his bike nine foot on a soft tail is what it was it was a heritage or a fat boy or something they came back and then kicked up like the old school yeah but then they kicked up so god dang high there was literally nine foot of piping on it there's a perfect example that bike would be tough to sell yeah as it sat for sure those two things that are instantly people are going to have to put money into changing. Yeah. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to buy a bike unless you're getting it at a steal or a super low dollar amount. Nobody wants to buy an expensive bike relative term. I know 
and then have to put more expense into it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just not the way that the world works. Speaking of expensive bikes. So later on, we're going to be going to the Southwest Missouri motorcycle show at the yeah. Shrine Mosque in Springfield. Yeah. Old S town. And it's a uh, swap meet. Yeah. I love swap meets. Oh, swap meets are oh, great. Shit. Oh, when I was a kid, they had swap meets that were like the old drive-in theaters. Oh yeah. 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 And that was a big deal to go to a swap meet, you know, car meet or. Right. Where you saw all these trail 70s and trail 90s and motor scooters running up and down the block with a wagon behind it. Exactly. (laughs) So you could just load your parts and haul an ass back. Back in the 60s, swap meet was ever a bit as exciting to go to as it was to go out and ride your bike or go to the beach and go surfing. They would be hard to choose. (laughs) I don't know if they still do that, but I love those kind of things. Yeah. Hell yeah, this is what's absolutely stupid and asinine about that. A swap meet, I love. I love looking at junk. I love mm-hmm. looking at old stuff. I hate looking at everybody trying to peddle their stock parts because it's like... It's dangerous to go to these things with a pocket full of cash. Yeah, but what I absolutely cannot stand and my wife loves, thrift stores. Oh, mine too. <laughs> I mean... It's the same premise, but I absolutely want to just shoot myself in the face every time she's like, hey, let's go to this flea market or let's go to this garage sale or this swap meet. I'm like, uh, or not swap meet. Generally, I don't go, but if I have to be in town uh, and my wife wants to go, she likes going to this big thrift store over there called Bear Bear Market. Market. And as a rule, I don't even go. But if for (laughs) some reason I go, I go into the market, I go straight into where their furniture is. Find the most comfortable recliner, (laughs) Uh, pull it back, put my feet up and said, come get me when you're done. And I could be sitting there for a long, long time. (laughs) And you will look down the aisle there of all the different recliners and stuff. And there'd be several men just (laughs) lined out. That's funny. Yeah. At Bear Market, I like going to the front door because that's where their tools and like big equipment stuff is. I didn't even know they had tools. I just head for the recliner. Outside of that, it's just like all everybody's old shit. But it's funny because my wife sells a bunch of shit there. Clothing. Now, are the tools off to the right side? No, it's like, from what I remember, it's been a little while since I've been there. Like, you know, they have that front entryway where you walk in the doors and then inside of that is the doors to go in. Mm -hmm. They're lined up out there. It's like usually like tool carts. Because I'm blind on the right side, as most people know. It's like (laughs) when I was in your shop the other day. And your little shop helper, and we were looking at his bike that he's building uh-huh. and kind of ogling over it. And I go, well, it's Saturday. Where the fuck is he? Isn't he supposed to be here working? <laughs> and I said, so he's standing right there. <laughs> standing right there. Didn't even yeah, see him. Yeah, that's that's super safe knowing you're going out to ride a motorcycle after this. Hey, I'm a rubbernecker. I can move my head side to side. Yeah. What is your favorite whiskey to drink if money's not the object? Oh, shit, man. It, and I know you, you'll drink Mad Dog 2020, but yeah, what, what's yeah. your favorite? So right now in my cabinet, I have Bullet Bourbon, Crown Royal, Jameson, Maker's Mark. Um, gosh, there's one other one. It's, it's an oddball. It's, I think it's, it's Monkey Fist is what it is. Do you like these off-brand? Uh, not always. I really don't. I, I have certain things that I like, and I just stick to that. And whiskey's your choice. Do you like vodka? I do actually like vodka. It's funny, when we go to Mexico and stuff, about uh, for whatever reason, the liquor down there just isn't as good. But vodka typically is is. I've been wanting to try this new vodka that Dan Aykroyd puts out, this Crystal Skull. 
Oh yeah. Have you heard about that? I've seen the, I've seen it. I've never even had it or tasted it or anything. So kind of high dollar. Everything's high dollar. That is. No, it, it sounds funny because I'm health. I like health, right? As obviously you could tell by my of course physique. As, <laughs> as do I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, vodka and cranberry juice, man. Like you like cranberry juice. I do. That's with, disgusting. With vodka in it. It's, it's delicious. Vodka crayons. Yeah. I don't like it. It's, it's my go-to vodka crayon and seven and seven is like my go-to when I can't find a good quality liquor somewhere and I'm not drinking beer, vodka cranberry or, you know, seven and sevens. And I don't drink hardly ever. And yeah. I, it's mostly, it's, and it's not a moral thing with me. It's, I don't care for the taste oh, of man. the bottom alcohol taste, but oddly enough, I really like tequila. Really? A good tequila, not rot gut kind. See, and that's what makes me differences. I hate tequila. Really? Can't stand it. Don't like anything with tequila. In it. You like a margarita? Like I know a bunch of guys that drink margaritas and I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Can't stand the taste of beer. Yeah, see, I see? like it. I it's like just, it. And, it's, you know, it's just the taste like coffee. Yeah. I won't drink anything that has coffee in it. I won't eat anything that is uh, even mocha coffee, ice cream or something like that. Yes. Yeah, anything like that. It's like liver and onions. Fuck that. I like black coffee, but outside of that, like, yeah, I you liked it. I don't have any, like, I don't need coffee ice cream, coffee bars, nothing. Like, not for me. So, we talked about early this morning. I have the opportunity to buy a completely restored 74 Yamaha DT360. Do it. That's all I can for say. For dirty, 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 dirty cheap, but it has a little mechanical problem uh, because. When they rebuilt the engine, the machine shop didn't kind of get the uh, crank just right, or the what is it, the transmission? Yeah, you were transmission me about it. shaft. It's the tra- transmission. So in the transmission, you have a main shaft, counter shaft, and it goes through all the gears. But when you downshift, it won't go into second. Yeah, that seems. And odd. the gear, yeah, and the gear itself is in great shape. Hmm. So, I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna have you fix it. Thank you. Might let you ride it. Don't know. Mm, don't do that. Well, you'll have to ride it to see if it's fixed. Ah, touche, touche. So may I'm not, excited about this. It may not this. ever come back. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about this. This is a bike from my era. Yeah. And the 360 was an odd bike in enduro. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you don't see a lot of those. High pipe bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of comes up one side through the frame, comes out the opposite side. But it's up by the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably back when you were, what, 40? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 45, 50. Somewhere around Something there. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny as shit. Nah, man, I love vintage bikes. You know, so, some people like them. Okay, cool. Most people around here like vintage Harleys. Yes, so do I. But that vintage Japanese shit, I don't know why. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, there are very few bikes out there that I would want to own vintage-wise that aren't Japanese. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, a Vincent Black Shadow. I would love to have a BSA Lightning. Which, not Japanese, but whatever. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, that's, you know, British. The vintage motorcycles. It's funny you say that, too, because everybody's looking at me right here. Like, all my motorcycle buddies are like, dude, you're freaking weird. Like, what the hell is wrong with you lately? I'm like, what do you mean? I've sold all my new new bikes. Granted, I kept my son's 06 Deluxe. Because it's not yours. 
Yes, yes, that is, that is part of it. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that room when you looked at him and told him, hey, I sold your bike. Holy shit. Truthful, truth be told, like... I, I, I assume, I just assume that he already has a hole dug for you. Yeah. Just in case. I don't know who would kill me faster, his mother or him. 100%. Yeah. Like the bike that I'll probably be riding the most this summer, 1976 Harley. That I'm just... I love the new bikes. I like them. I like customizing them. But for me and my soul and my sanity, I'm going back. What are the top vintage bikes that you'd like? Top five. Top five? Um, Within well, I, the realm of realism. I own You know, I'd like to have one, a straight four Indian, but that's not realistic. Yeah. So that is cool. Yes. And I love looking at those old bikes. There ain't a freaking day of the week that I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to go get on my straight four Indian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like riding as much as I like looking. So mm-hmm. in the rider That's the kind aspects, of bike you keep in your living room. Yeah, in the rider aspects, I would choose a vintage knuckle or panhead chopper. Uh, I would also have, which I own one of these, a late 70s KZ1000. That's be another one. I'm very close to that. I was going to choose the KZ900. Yeah, I got to go with the Z1R. The only way it'd make it better is if it had a turbo on it. Um, I would also have a CB750. Dual or single? Single. That's what I would choose. Turn it into like a cafe. Yeah, aesthetically, I love the way that that single overhead cam engine looks. Ugly ass thing, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that? That's, That's three. three. Three? My gosh, you're really killing me here. Um, That's the goal. Gosh, I got to think about that. Ah, uh, there's another one that I would like to have and everybody's going to be like, you're an idiot. They're going to say that anyway. Yeah, that's true. I want an old Harley Survey car. Really? Yes. How fun would that be? I have been fascinated with your parts truck. Exactly. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to take, which I'd like to build the engine up to where it actually had some power, but I'd probably throw like a Baker six into four transmission into it use that old four-speed case use an old case like that put a six-speed into it it's not going to be fast no and it's not going to be well, you're not going to race a parts truck exactly i want to put my shop colors on it and my shop logo on the back and use that survey car compartment and which i don't ever hardly do anymore but i want to run around and get parts on it i want to just run around on it but it, it's it's funny that that's something that sticks out to me but i a mobile want, billboard yeah, there is that. But I want an old survey car. It's stupid as shit, but that's... It'd be fun. That is something that I have wanted. And I'm not a trite guy, by no means. But I just... That's what I would like to have. You got one more, bub. Ooh, okay. You know, I know a lot of bike builders and, and people that want that 92, 93... Um, a, what was it called? A bad boy? I freaking hate those bikes. I for what it's a Harley bad boy. It was decent power motor, Springer front end. It was just a fat boy that was detailed a little bit different. But are you picking that? Hell no. I don't know why. I just why did you in, just go off on a tangent? It just clicked in my mind. That Your honor, sidebar. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those iconic bikes that everybody seems to love, but I just absolutely can't get behind for whatever reason. So you just mentioned it as in eliminating that. Yes, yes. My my thought process here. And lastly, because I would love to modify one of these and it's it's ridiculous. 
like a 1960s BMW. Too what small would you for do me. with that? Too small for me. Whatever, but I want to modify one. I want to take a 1960s BMW, strip all the shit off of it, and build an aluminum speedway fairing for it. Just is you what just it is. You just go ripping up and down the road. Yes. Yep. That's exactly it. Skinny tires, um, it, it, by today's standards, underpowered. But aesthetically, to me, they just look cool. Especially mm-hmm. the ones that have been modified and cut way down. But I want to take it one step further and build an aluminum cowling that gets cut around those cylinder heads that stick out. I want to do a, a speedway fairing on it to where it looks like it's going a thousand miles an hour sitting still. And hmm. I would keep it all probably raw aluminum. Fuel tank, fuel every like the cell, the back end, everything just be raw aluminum look. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know when they say you reach a certain age that you want to revert back to your childhood yeah probably my five would be heavily influenced by that all right um as i already said i'd say you want one with stone wheels that you have to run your feet like a flintstone yeah yeah yeah. exactly uh see that crown royal yeah the last you'll ever see of that i'm gonna take it with me then (laughs) (laughs) no that's the hip pocket model oh man yeah breast pocket just slide it in there pull it out built yourself a flask Hell yeah. So I already mentioned a BSA Lightning, and yeah. I would keep it bone stock. It, uh, just for the nostalgia of it. it stock sucks. Don't you know Did that? Did I? Any of yours? <laughs> no. Fair enough. Did fair I? Enough, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Respect your elders. I pre- I'm sorry. You're damn right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mind your place. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to stay in my lane. You just stay, do yeah, you. Stay in your lane. <laughs> no, your station. <laughs> um, so you got the BSA Lightning. Uh, reverting back to my childhood, uh, there are two bikes that I really would like to have. Well, I've already mentioned the Honda CB750. Yeah. Single cam. Gotta be. And a Honda Elsinore 250. Had Ooh. one of those when I was young. Loved okay. it. Okay. And a Mako 501 yeah. dirt bike. Yeah. That would probably just go ahead and get me killed. Yes. In today's current status? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Could you even start it? I'm not sure. Uh, one of the bikes that I would like to have, uh, honorable mention, I leave off the list because I couldn't start it. And that is the Yamaha 500 Thumper. Yeah. Single uh, cylinder four cycle. Not to mention you're not even tall enough to get on it. I'm as tall as you when I'm not hunched over from being old. <laughs> yeah. There's a little <laughs> Without bit. Without wearing pumps. There's a little more girth to you, though. <laughs> it's, all, it's all coming off. Your body does not move like my body does. Well, and neither will yours when you're antique. Bullshit. And so lastly would be the Kawasaki 750 triple. Triple, yeah. I knew that was going to be on your list. Yeah. Don't know. I probably could start that one, but I can always call the kid over. Yeah. <laughs> Come over here. I want to go for a ride. Start this start for me. bike. But uh, that would be a danger bike. Yeah. Well, with that one, I would have to be like, all right, I'll get it started. I'll ride it around a little bit to warm it up. Warm for it you. up for you because yeah. I don't want to have to come out here and start it twice. Exactly. I'll get it. I'll get these bikes warmed up for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's my five. I'll be your fluffer. <laughs> I'd really rather we didn't go down that road. <laughs> oh, man. How the hell do I even know what a fluffer is? I know is? what it is because I'm old. Exactly. I don't know how you old know. Exactly. Because you've lived this, you know. I'm uh, young. You know, by most standards, with all my friends, like, I'm the young guy. Truthfully, all my friends are looking for caskets. That's sad. It is. It is. I am. You know I'm not going to be buried in a casket. We've already, and this is a true story. Talked Mm -hmm. to Cindy about it. 
I want to be buried in a can of chock full of nuts coffee. <laughs> coffee can, and I hate All right. coffee. All right, can I light that fire? <laughs> no, 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 no. You'd be standing there striking a match. Listen, my piss comes out like probably 70 proof is what it is. It'll light. Oh, it'll light. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're a hateful little bastard. Oh, shit. And I love it too. Like, I love the hatefulness of it. Yeah, it's I, weird. It's one of the things that makes me smile. And there's very few things that make me smile. People always at me, why don't you smile? And I just look at them and say, I am. Yeah. Don't catch me when I'm frowning. What's worth smiling about yeah. anymore? I said to my wife the other day, there's this lady on TV. Oh, she was watching Wheel of Fortune. And everybody of the contestants were all smiling like crazy. I said, how does that not hurt your face? Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. My facial muscles don't bend that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I could hear the, it's like a rusty hand. You can hear him creak when I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're not the type of people that walk around smiling at everything. No. Don't mean we can't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're not having happy thoughts. Yeah. It's just none of your damn business what they are. Exactly. So we better wrap this up because we have a bike show to go to. And if you're out there, stop by and say hi. It's not like we have a booth or anything, but Jesus, if I've got a shirt on that says Ozark Rides and a ball cap, it says podcast, you know. Yeah. Do the math. But I'm taking my granddaughter out there. Yeah, buddy. She's into bikes now. That which is I don't crazy. know if that's great or bad. It's good. It's good. And it all started once she got in college. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's You know a, what it was? I need to start watching I out. know the exact pivotal moment I do where too. it changed. And you know... I do too. It was the day she took a ride on what? A Harley a Davidson. A motorcycle. A Harley Davidson. Now she's hooked. That is why freaking Harley is so great. It takes one ride and you're hooked. And you know what we were riding? And and when you decided to sell your Vic, why was it? It was after what? You took a ride on that Harley. Yes. Um, Don't bullshit me right now, Craigalicious. Did I sell it? No. I just wasn't, I didn't have the heart to do it. But. Did it, I think about it? Possibly. For sure. Possibly. You got to the point for where. For just a second. And I'm not trying to shit talk your bike. It got to the point. That's a good bike. You put it in my shop to sell. And you said, all right, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. But it took a little while for you to say no. But you were 100% sold. It was grinding on me every day. It took a while for me to say no. Yeah. But you were sold. You know, I'll never you, forget. You wanted to come to the dark side. I will never forget taking her for that ride and we come up to a stop sign and then took off and I turned, kind of turned my head and said, you doing okay? And she put her arms out like she was praying to God. She said, I've never felt so alive. It's amazing. That, that, and I thought to myself, hook. Yeah, man. And and it's, that's what's so freaking. And so she's got spring break now. And what is the one thing she wanted, two things she wanted to do more than anything, go for another ride. Yeah. And she wanted to come down to your shop and see if she can learn more about motorcycles. Yeah, that's awesome. Not to how to ride. Just she wants to know the ins and outs of the mechanical part of it. Dude, that's that's freaking cool. I think it's I cool. So yeah, you know, we'll yourself. take it. That's rad. Very proud of her. That's awesome. I'll right thank there. you not to mention that to her though. Fuck, I won't say anything. No. So that wraps it up for this episode of Random Thoughts and God dang, did we did it was do, random. It shit. was pretty <laughs> random. So. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to become a club member, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides or go to OzarkRides.com. You can find the link there anywhere on the page. 
It helps the podcast. It keeps Randy and Crown Royal. And, uh, you know, that makes him happy. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to do that, that would be great. We would appreciate it. So until next time, be sure to stay safe and keep it on two wheels.